because there's no question that we have some of the best workers anywhere in the world right here in Ontario. And there's lots of jobs uh, that need to be filled everywhere I go in the province. People are saying they need to hire people. So that's great news. This will also continue as we see more businesses and more jobs coming to Ontario to take advantage of our open for business attitude and world-class labor force. Premier Ford on a mission trying to solve some of the problems we've been outlining on the pandemic shortage, skilled labor. And we've heard this for some time that it went out of vogue for a while and now it is back. We realize the importance of it and they are in demand. So the province is opening all the doors, trying to put a focus and putting some money and might behind getting skilled workers and expanding people and giving young people the opportunity to make that decision. Well, what about women? How do they fit into this? Because there is a growing amount of women who are saying, hey, what about me? Maybe I could work in construction. Why not? And there are people who are moving forward on this. Natasha Ferguson is the principal founder of Ethel Fox Construction, Ethel Fox Construction, a clever construction for distinctive design. It's a construction company that wants to break down the barriers and gender biases for women who want to work in the trades. Natasha Ferguson joining us live. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you today, Arlene? I am good, and i got to tell you, I think this is a fantastic idea. Natasha, when did it come to you? How did you become attached to the skills and the trades in construction? Well, this started for me at the age of probably five. My father is a, a tradesman. He's been a tradesman for almost 60 years. Um, I originally came from the marketing and advertising world. And about eight years ago, I met my lovely husband, who's also a trades guy. I was an, entre- a, 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 an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, saw that uh, he, he was doing a roofing trade in carpentry. And I thought to myself, wow, this is pretty interesting stuff. You can make a lot of money in this. And um, I soon opened up our first company. He left and, and went to go work for a big company, and I just kept going. And um, it's, it's been quite interesting. I was able to learn um, about the industry and, and there's just so many opportunities to make a career and, and, and to make money in this industry. And that's kind of how it all started for me and, and, and why I enjoy it so much. You're not kidding. It is. It's much in, in, in demand. Natasha, mm-hmm. we have heard stories. We know. I know people who've worked on construction sites. Mm-hmm. First blink, it does not look like a place that would be easy for women. Although, may I say, I'm sitting here in the beginning. It wasn't easy to get here many, many years ago. But <laughs> construction, hey, that's a, that's a tough go. What kind of challenges are there out there for for women and making well, yeah, them feel so, comfortable. Yeah. So when you when you talk about uh, when you said that phrase of like you know that blink and, and you don't see any, it's that, it's that kind of like that mindset where people say, okay, you know what? As women, we're supposed to be barefoot and pregnant or behind the desk, so you never. No, even- I didn't mean that. I just meant that <laughs> it, you could you could hear a lot of stuff or be treated in a certain way in construction well, yeah, that may not be the way you wanted to be treated. Yeah, for sure. But there's also just this over-encompassing 
from the very beginning that women shouldn't be in construction or they don't you don't think about a woman as being in construction because it's it's just you know that's it's seen as a like a man something a man does right so um often when i go on any job sites i'm told i'm either you know there as like a site manager or um you know i'm asked if i'm the if if my boss is there because they they think to themselves like oh it's not this woman who's running this or or she didn't lay down this stone. So there's there's definitely some gender bias there. And it sort of just starts with, you know, our society and how we think of, of construction, right? Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, or even, uh, you know, 60 years ago, if you said somebody was, a woman was on a construction site, that would just never, ever happen. And it's still sort of like that now. But um, I'm hoping with, you know, my programs and my nonprofits and, all the things that I'm doing um, in the industry now and the mentoring, that that's going to quickly change. Are women being attracted to this? And if so, why? What are they saying? Um, Yeah, I mean, I was attracted to it because I like being creative. I think lots of women are attracted to it. When I see my clients, and especially if they're women, they ask me, how did you get into this? You know, I can't, I don't like my job. Can I really do it? Um, You know, am I strong enough? you know, how do you lift this? And I always say to them, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Like, uh, you know, obviously as women, we're not built like men. You know, we have different body mm-hmm. structures, but there's ways that you can um, position your body to handle certain weight. Um, and, I, and again, it, it all comes down to construction is, is all about organization which and multitasking, which women, we're, we're very good at doing that. So right away, the only thing that I can see that that would would have a woman thinking they couldn't do it as, you know, the strength. And I've come up with seven different ways on how you can handle your body and position your body um, in order to handle certain weight or to, you know, pick up things or to handle certain tools. So I think women in general, um, they're interested. They just don't know how to get into it. And so I think my mission and my job is to, to kind of show them how they can do that. And it's freeing. I have to tell you, my father was a bricklayer and like Mm -hmm. you, I used to go places with him, and he was yeah. laying brick, and he was a stonemason, and it was an art form to him, and dry arches. Yes. And, and, and Natasha, I can lay a stone patio, and I'll Girl, go mano o mano I'm... with anybody. Well, and, there you go. Yeah. And like, you know. I can do it, and I've done it many, many times, and now, no stone is too heavy. I think like, yeah, I think like the um, pyramids. If I have to move a very big stone, I leverage the weight against exactly. itself, or I put it on things and drag it, and I, exactly. I never miss my mark, I have to do it. How many people know that you can, um, uh, you're a bricklayer, or that you can do that skill? No one. I think that's the first time I've ever talked about it. But in my, well, pre- there you, you know, go. yeah, there you go. Now, imagine if we could get women to be thinking about this, because at some point we've all fixed something in our house. Right. We've all oh, yeah. had many points and said, <laughs> I'm hot at it. Right. Ah. So this is just the beginning. It's, it's people like yourself, women like yourself, who just told me this story. And now people are going to be like, I didn't know that you did bricklaying. And did you know well, look, don't hire me as a bricklayer, but in a pinch, I might not be bad, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, if, if, if it was a pinch, I know. I know the trowel. I've worked a trowel. I've put up plaster. Honestly, even while I'm working in the media, I know how to... I, I, I can take a trowel. So, Natasha, I'm by, behind you 100%. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much.
Okay. Natasha Ferguson is the principal founder of Ethel Fox Construction, clever construction for distinctive design. And it's true. I just, I don't think I've ever talked about that. I, I do. I put in a, I put in a uh, tap in a sink. I just looked at the instructions and lay on the floor and I had to do it because you didn't want to wait. Let's face it. <laughs> and so you do it yourself. And I do enjoy it. Uh, honestly, on my summer holidays, there's nothing I like more than uh, just mucking in, mucking in on that. And I'm, I'm sure I have a feeling that the stone patio that I laid is still there. Ended up selling that place, but I'm sure it is. And it was uh, absolutely beautiful. And you match it and it's math and it's a, a really wonderful thing to do. So I hope that works. I hope that more and more women say, you know what, I'm going to get into this. For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynum, Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.